right. Well, you might have noticed, in case you haven't noticed yet, we are promoting TEAM. And TEAM, I've got an acronym for TEAM here. It says, together, everyone accomplishes more. This is not a one-man show. Not one of us can do what we're doing. God has called us to be a family. And like Samson was saying before, to um, be part of the family. And when you're a part of the family, you have responsibilities in the home. And this is why we want you to join team. Because together, everyone accomplishes more. So even if you're here and you're only on one team and you've been on the last team, that, that same one team for three years, I encourage you, join another team. Um, join a new team today. Sign up your name. Join, and we'd love to see you get involved in different aspects at church. I'd like to share a scripture with you um, from Genesis chapter 13 and verse 14. We're going to read together. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are, to the north and the south, to the east and to the west. All the land that you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. So Abram went to live near the great trees of Mamre at Hebron, where he pitched his tents. There he built an altar to the Lord. So in this scripture here, Genesis chapter 13, before God spoke to Abraham here, what happened was that Lot, the nephew of Abraham, the two of them had been living together up until this time. But God had blessed them so much that they had plenty of flocks and herds. And what happened was that their herdsmen began to fight together because there was not enough pasture and green land and water for all the herds. And they were fighting. So Abraham saw this and he thought, we're too big to stay together. So it's better that Lot and Abraham part ways. And he said to Lot, Lot, you make a choice. Look at the land before you. Choose which way you will go and we'll part companies so that there's enough, there's enough land for all of us. So let's part company and we will not have to fight over what is there. So Lot lifted his eyes and he looked across and he saw green pastures and fruitful trees and water. And when he looked over to this side, he saw desert and, um, yeah, looked quite bleak. So what did Lot do? He was given first choice, and he picked the green side, the good green pastures. And Abraham was left with the desert land, the land that didn't look so great. There was a lot of rocks there, and it just didn't look so great. So Abraham had given Lot the first choice, and when they parted company, Lot chose the best, and Abraham was left with the rest. Now, here in this scripture that I was reading before, God says to Abraham, look around from where you are to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. And Abraham might have said to God, but I've already seen, I've seen what I've been given, I've seen what I have. But God said, look again, 
look again. Things aren't always as they look like. You know, even in your life today, you might be looking at your circumstances, your situations, what you're faced with in your life right now, and it might look bleak. You might not yet have the school fees that you need for school this year. There might be a lot of things that haven't fallen into place for you, and you're wondering, is God going to come through for you? God is saying this morning, look again. When God said to Abraham to walk through the land and inspect it, he did so. And when he lifted his eyes to look again, as God told him to, this time he looked not just through his own natural eyes, but he looked through God's perspective. He looked towards the horizon and he saw something new. Instead of a desert, he saw a desert blooming and God's blessing coming upon the dry ground. He saw fruitfulness, his offspring plowing the land and streams of water flowing and prosperity all around. And this is God's challenge for us this day. We have this year in 2022, we have a, a, a theme for this whole year that is New Horizons. New horizons for 2022. And when we talk about horizons, not only is it the line that we see where the ground meets the sky, that's what the horizon is, but it also talks about our own perspective. What do you see when you look? What is it that you see? And God wants to encourage and challenge you afresh, just like he did with Abraham here. He challenged him and said, what do you see? Can we look at our lives afresh, look at our circumstances, look at our church and begin to see with God's eyes what God is seeing? Because what you can see is what you can have. If you can be begin to believe it in your heart, you can birth it into existence in the physical. But it begins with seeing what God sees and taking hold of that and running with it. Now, you know, I believe that Abraham saw what God saw. He saw a land that was flourishing because it says about him that after he's walked through the length and the breadth of the land, he went to this place called Mamre and he built an altar of sacrifice to God. Now, an altar is a place of surrender. It's a place of sacrifice. And I believe that Abraham decided to put God and his promises above what he was experiencing in the now. This gave him a new perspective, and with that, completely new horizons. Are we willing to sacrifice what we are seeing in the physical right now for what God is seeing for your future? Will we let go of our own limitations and what we see and take hold of God's new horizons for us? This is what God wants for us. Because when we do this, it gives us a new perspective. We see things afresh. And where there was no hope before, suddenly hope floods into that situation. And where we couldn't see a future and a hope, suddenly the light shines and it begins to fall into place. We all as a church and as families and couples and individuals, we need once in a while to see things from a new perspective to lift our eyes and see what we've already seen, but to see it with God's eyes instead. We need to see the new horizons that God has for us. 
to see God's possibilities in the midst of the impossible. We need to allow God to allow faith to arise in our hearts to embrace the vision that he has for us in 2022. So this is our vision, New Horizons for 2022. And we'll be bringing this throughout this year, no matter what different series we'll be doing, we'll be emphasizing new perspective, new horizons, rising our faith to believe God for what he has in store for us as a church and for each one of us as individuals. Praise God. Are you ready to embrace God's vision for you? Are you ready to look again and see what God sees when he looks at you? Praise God. That's wonderful. I'm done. We see a resourceful church marked by generosity and integrity, a church intentional about the Great Commission and setting new standards for social and spiritual work in society. So that's the church that we see and that's who we are. A church that is generous, that means a church is not a building, a church is you and I. We, need, we see people that are generous. It means with our resources, what God has given us in our homes, may it be big or small, but the ability to be able to share with the next person, the ability to be able to bring, when the Bible says, bring into my house, we bring and we are obedient to him. So for us as individuals, we see that we are individuals that are so generous, we are able to share, but we are also able to give in the house of the Lord. Amen. So we'll collect our offerings, tithes and offerings now, and uh, give from a heart of generosity, a generous heart. Because if you hold on, then it's like your hand is closed. There is no room to receive more. So at the... Which team do you belong to, and uh, what is it all about? What do you do? Uh, I'm in the cafe team and the host as well. Okay. So just now we are standing here representing the cafe team. Yeah, cafe team, what, what do you do in cafe? At cafe, mostly we save coffee, tea, juice, and uh, cakes as well. Um, cafe, is that not just for ladies? Sounds more coffee, tea, what, what? Sounds like it's for ladies. Is it for ladies only? No, it's not just for ladies. It's okay. wh what does it require for one to be part of the cafe team? Uh, just a passion to save. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Arthur. So, if you would like to be part of the cafe team, there's a lot of baking that goes on there. But like you heard, the requirement is not that you know how to bake. If you don't know how to bake, but you have a heart to save, you can be part of the cafe team. So you have a heart, you have a desire to save. He's very, very committed and is leading that team. So if you'd like to join cafe team after the service, please see Arthur and also go to the connect table. Uh, at this time, I would like to invite Mama Lunda, Evangeline.
as you've seen, she's the woman of many ribbons. Yeah. So uh, one, one of the ribbons you have here, the red one, I believe it's a uh, host team. Do you think this team is necessary to have? This team is very necessary because it's the team that makes everybody welcome. Oh, okay. So these are the guys you see in red. And what are the requirements? What is needed for one to be part of the host team? All you need is a desire to serve God and a heart to welcome people. You see. Thank you, thank you. So it's very, very simple. No qualifications. You just have your heart. You have a heart to save. You want to smile at somebody. You know, we go through so many things uh, during the week. So when you walk here and somebody there just says, oh, welcome, it just changes how you feel about being here. So if you want to be part of the host, please see the people with the red ribbon also go to the connect table. But Nicholas, please. Good morning, representing the prayer team. We see a church devoted to prayer, releasing heaven on earth, a church so dependent on the Holy Spirit that nothing will stop it or be able to stand against it. A church where supernatural is natural. Amen. And as a prayer team, we are saying, you are welcome. We are inviting you to join our team. And our vision for this year, we are saying, one, we would love to raise a standard of prayer this year, inviting you to join both our prayers twice a week and experience personal growth in your relationship with God. Two, we are saying Mondays we meet on Zoom at from 19 hours to 20 hours. We are inviting you to join us. Three, we are saying on Fridays at Ruka Hub in person from 17 hours to 17.40 hours to 18.40 hours. And on Sundays at from 7 hours to 8 hours intercession. As our friends are, are setting up, we, we intercede for the church. Shall we just pray? Father, we want to thank you for this day. We give honor and glory unto you. Thank you, my God and my Father, for this vision Sunday. You are giving us, my Heavenly Father, new horizons. And we are praying as a church that will never be the same. All those areas where we thought we were inferior, we could not meet. Today, we are saying with this new horizon that you are letting out to us, we are going to follow just that. Holy Spirit leaders and continue to lead the church, the church leadership, the various teams and Father we commit even the, our visitors today into thy holy hands. We give you praise we give you honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. When you was talking about the prayer I was like that's my church you know. I love prayer quite a lot, and let's be there to raise a standard. I want us to read from the Word of God, uh, Colossians chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read from Colossians. The Bible is full of first, so I was, I, was, I was almost saying first Colossians. 
chapter 1. <laughs> but I realize there isn't first Colossians. So in Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 26 and verse 27, the Bible says, The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but now. You know, I love that, you know. <laughs> the mystery that has been keep, kept hidden from generations to generations. But now, it's like cutting a ribbon, something is being unveiled, right? But now, is disclosed to the Lord's people, you and I. And he says, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. So what is this mystery now? He says, and this mystery hidden for thousands of years is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Wow. What a privilege to be alive, to witness the mystery of God being unveiled and revealed to this great generation. The Bible says about Abraham that he was looking forward to the coming of Jesus Christ. It talks about all the patriarchs. When I'm talking about patriarchs, I'm talking about the heroes of faith, the ancestors in the Old Testament who were looking forward, Moses, Elijah, Abraham, David, and all these great guys, they were looking forward to the salvation of the Lord, to the day when they won't come to this temple to offer an animal or whatever it is, all those things, but to the day when they can lift up their hands and be closer to God and be identified by the new identity, which is I belong to God. He is my father and I am his child. To the day when they can look inside of them and being able to identify with the hope of God which is in their lives. And this hope is the greatest mystery that was hidden from generation to generation. But now behold and know that this hope is revealed to us. And this hope is the sound that comes from the Lord. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As open church, from that we see a church. This church we see, it is a church with a clear message of hope through Jesus Christ. A church built on unalterable values, but always in beat with the current culture in how to present the gospel. This is the church that we see, and this is the church that we have. We, we, are, we, are, we, we see a church which has got a clear message, and this message is no other message apart from the message of hope. The message of hope. No matter what you are going through, we, we know that there is hope in the world. And this hope has been given to us is Jesus Christ. When you have Christ Jesus in your heart, in your life, you have got the hope for today and the hope for tomorrow. The hope of glory, the hope of God is in your life, is in your heart with Christ Jesus. When you put Jesus at the center of your life, everything is in their right places. You may be going through things. You may be going through hopeless situation. You may not see where you are going. You may not see life right where you are. We invite you to hold on to Christ and listen to the message that Jesus is saying. He's calling you to him and say, come, you who labor. Come, you who are restless. Come, you who are troubled. And 
Come with your burdens and I'll give you rest. Come put it at the foot of the cross and I'll give you rest. Because Jesus has overcome. On the cross he said, it is finished. He overcame. He has overcome the world. And he has given us this glorious hope. Jesus Christ in you and I. The hope of glory. This is the message that we preach and we keep on preaching this message. And upon that, we have got our values as Open Church. And our values are put or, or abbreviated in an acronym called GRACE. You know, Jesus brought in a new covenant. And in this covenant, is a covenant of grace. There is love. There is mercy. There is acceptance. And this grace is standing for we are a generous church. A church that is relevant. A church that is authentic. A church that is so courageous and a church that is so engaged in the community to be able to bring about the Great Commission. Will you be part of these great values in your life? Will you be part of these great values to be, to be a generous church, resourceful and generous, to be so relevant? What else could you live for if not being relevant for your generation? A church so relevant and a church so authentic. What makes us so authentic is the word of God. It is so authentic. It is without error. It is without blame. The word of God is so authentic. And since we embrace this word of God, we want to be an authentic church that rides upon the clear message of hope, the message of God. Full of courage to be able to undertake for the Lord. Full of courage to embrace the new horizons, we stand and being able to have perspectives of God. When you look at your life and when you see a world today, what do you perceive? Are you so courageous to be able to declare what God is declaring, even when everyone else is declaring something else? Are you so courageous to declare the healing of God even during this season of COVID pandemic when everyone is singing the song of hopelessness, when everyone is singing the song of uh, collapse in economy, in health, in everything? Are you so courageous to proclaim Christ and, see, and say Jesus is the healer? We want to be a courageous church, a courageous generation, men and women who are filled with the Spirit of God, so courageous such that they are dynamic for the Lord. For the Bible says, together with God, we shall do valiantly. We shall do exploits. Are you so courageous in your faith? If you are, you will do exploits for the Lord in your time. And we want to be so community engaged. We don't want to live alone. We don't want to stand by ourselves. With Christ in us, the hope of glory. We want to take that hope in the community. We want to plug that hope in the dying community. We want to plug that hope in the hopeless world. In a world where there's so much trouble, so much loss, so much pain, so much crying, so much giving up. We want to show the community, the world, that we have the hope. So we are not here on the world for competition. We are here to change the world. We are here to change the world. We are here to change the world from hopelessness, from being lost and living like they belong to themselves, to showing them the way, the way of grace, the way of the cross, the way to Calvary, the way to salvation. 
the way to hope, the way to life. Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I am the life. Jesus in you and I, the hope of glory. To this, I want us to worship the Lord together. I mean by the worship team. And I'll ask you to stand up as we worship the Lord, as we glory in the grace of God, as we declare a clear message of hope in our time, as we say, Jesus, heal us today, as we say, Jesus, restore us today, as we say, Jesus, touch us today, as we say, Jesus, we are here for you. We believe in you. We stand on the values of your word. We stand to proclaim that you are Lord and you reign in our time. I want you just to sell yourself away, give yourself away to the Lord as we deep go in worship and declare who God is in our time. Father, we invite you in our lives this morning. We invite you, Lord, in our church this morning. We invite you in our families this morning. We invite you, Lord, in our homes this morning. We invite you in our hearts this morning, Lord. And ask you, Lord, to come and take center stage of our lives. We ask you, Lord, to come and have your place in our lives, Lord. Father, we are nothing without you. Jesus, you said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And if any man is connected to me, the same shall bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Lord, without you, we cannot accomplish anything. Without you, Lord, we cannot do anything. We therefore invite you in our hearts, Lord. Be our Lord and Savior. We choose to be connected to you, Lord. We choose to be plugged to you as a true and real vine. Lord, we pray that may your anointing flow in our lives. May your spirit flow in our lives. May your power touch us and flow in our lives. May, may the supernatural, Lord, flow in our daily lives. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that may heaven invade us, O oh God. May your glory come and dwell among us, O oh Lord. As we lift your name, Lord, may you be enthroned on high, God of glory. We pray in the name of Jesus. We invite you, God, in our church and commit all the vision in your hand. We commit all the teams in your hands. We commit, we commit, Lord, the declaration for the year, the new horizons in your hands, that God will rise up with you, God. We will undertake for you, O oh God. We will overtake with you, O oh God. We come against every power of oppositions in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every enemic powers and calendar that comes to suck and steal away energy and focus from us this year. We come against it in the name of Jesus. But we declare the glory of God. We declare the spirit of God. We declare the anointing of God. We declare the passion for God. We refuse to be in a growing church but with a dying passion for you, Lord. We refuse to be in a growing church, but with a dying passion for the Holy Spirit. We refuse to be in a growing environment, but with a dying passion for the call of God upon our lives. We therefore pray that, Lord, revive us, O God. Revive us, O Lord. Anoint us afresh, Heavenly Father. Anoint us once again. We yearn and long for the fresh oil from your sanctuary. We long and yearn from, for the fresh touch of God. Revive our ministries. Revive our calling, Lord. 
Revive us all once again, Lord. We pray, Lord, for the anointing once again. Holy Spirit, we long and so yearn and thirst for more of you. We thirst for your move. We thirst for your touch. We thirst for your manifestation. Oh, We long for more of you, Spirit of the living God. Feel us, oh God. Touch us, oh God. Anoint us, oh God. Oh, make a rebellion. Father, we long for more of you. Hey, Lord. Touch us, oh God. Lord, we pray and prophesy vision upon the church. Vision for our lives. New perspectives for our lives. The new horizons for our lives. We speak and prophesy of our career, of our families, of our resolutions, of our goals for the year. The new horizons, the new vision, a fresh encounter with God that will have the perspective of God, not our own perspectives. That we will see like Abraham with the, with the eyes of the, of the spirit and eyes of faith what God has in store for us. For the Bible tells us uh, what the Lord has in store for us. No eye has seen. No ear has heard what God has for his people. We declare, Lord, new perspectives in the name of Jesus. That we will perceive, oh God, with the eyes of faith. God give us perception of the spirit. The perception of Christ. With an eye of an eagle, Lord, we'll be able to see. With an eye of Christ, the eye of the Spirit, we'll be able to see what you are for us, Lord. We'll be moving, Lord, in signs and wonders and in places you want us to move in because you love us so much. Whew. We love you, Holy Spirit. Welcome in our lives. Welcome in this place. Welcome in this place. Welcome in every home represented today. Father, Lord, we are so excited for the new horizons. We're so excited for what you are for each one of us. May you do it, Lord. Like Mary, Lord, we declare that. May it be unto us according to your will, O Lord. Like Mary, we declare that. May it be done and as at your will, Lord. Let it be done in our lives. We thank you, Jesus. Friends, if you've not given your life to the Lord, will you just mean this prayer? As you repeat after me. And I invite the church to repeat after me. And say Lord Jesus. I open up my heart. And invite you. To come and be my Lord. And Savior of my life. This year. I choose to start the year with you. I choose to put you at the center of my life. At the center of my decisions. At the center of my choices. Come and lead me Lord. I don't want to walk alone, but I want to walk with you. Thank you for washing me from my sins. Thank you for your blood that was shed for me. I receive you in my heart today. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and celebrate Jesus. Celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Thank you very much.